it comes out of the fact that I grew up in a family where feelings were not acknowledged. They were not considered quite nice, either either positive or negative, especially negative, but even exuberance was not appreciated. And so I have learned in my bones to keep things tucked away. And it has been, obviously it works in some ways and in other ways it's it's detrimental. Uh, This is, and so what I've had to learn to do with it is to find out that their feelings there and, and, and what to do with them. Hi there, this is Allison McGee, host of the Words by Winter podcast, coming to you in May 2020, directly from the bed that serves as my studio. Mic in one hand, notes in the other, laptop on my lap, possible sound of birds, drones, helicopters, perhaps flies, crickets, or mosquitoes in the background. That voice you just heard was a tiny snippet from a long conversation I had with my friend Marion Dane Bauer a few weeks ago, prompted by something Marion said a while ago that haunts me about what it means to write books for children in a dissolving world. The very first book I fell in love with when I was a, a child, and I can't tell you the title and I can't tell you the author's name, but I can still see the image on the pale blue cover of a pink fuzzy lamb. And I adored that book. And the book, what the story was of a lamb who lost his mother and goes through page after page looking for his mother and finally gets to this Lear-like moment. There's a double-page spread when all the color in the book goes away and it's all done in grays. And even the lamb's pink, fuzzy fur goes away and the the lightning is striking. It's a totally Lear moment. The lightning is striking and the the little lamb is crying and I would stroke that smooth page with the fuzzy pink fur gone over and over and then of course when you turn the page he finds his mother and it's the Aristotelian purging of pity and fear this is and in this simple little story but it in my four-year-old heart it touched something really deep and really necessary. Marion and I met a long time ago. We're both writers, me for adults and also for children, she exclusively for children. The last time I saw Marion in person was in early January, pre-lockdown, when we had lunch at her house. She is a great cook, a great writer, a great friend, and more than all of that, a person whose presence radiates this kind of calm wisdom. That calm and that wisdom is something that we, her friends, greatly value. But it's been hard won, a process that began, or didn't, back in her childhood, when, as she says, she was not allowed to express feelings. She learned early on to bury them, 
and thus much of her life has been a process of unlearning. Marion's been through a lot of tough times, among them the death of her oldest child, her grown son Peter, and the realization earlier in midlife that she was gay and she needed to leave her marriage. Still, she exudes that calm and wisdom, which comes in part, she told me, from a kind of meditation practice she does, a breathing practice. Here's what it is. I breathe in fear. I breathe out calm. And whatever, you change the language with whatever is going on with you. Marion also told me that when she first heard of this practice, breathe in anger, breathe in fear, her first reaction was, no way, I'm not going to do that. Why would I want to do that? And then came the slower recognition that it was in breathing in grief and anger that we acknowledge all the hard things in life. And it's that acknowledgement that lets us move on. Something else Marion said about her son Peter's difficult life and difficult death, and I am quoting her directly here. It was never my failure. It was never his failure. It was never God's failure. It was just, this is the way the world is made. We live in a painful world. We are such fragile creatures, and we're so prone to being hurt. And if we spend our time trying to prevent hurt, We'll spend all our time and energy doing that. But we can learn to acknowledge that and even breathe in whatever the difficulty is and breathe out something else. I have always looked at books, at whatever I could create for children as a kind of gift and is an important gift. I think of Marion's books as meditative. Even if it's a picture book with pages that are filled with little kids and baby animals and lots of motion, Marion's books thrum with a kind of deep stillness. She is a serious person, a person of gravitas, and this is reflected in her art. Which brings me back to that wonderment of a question about what it means to write for children in this time, in this age, of this beset world. Here's what she says about that, and I am quoting her now directly. My propensity as a writer is always to go to the most painful pieces. I don't write humor. I don't write fun little books. I write things that come from deep pain and deep disaffection. I can't fix this world. I can't make nuclear bombs go away. I can't make the COVID virus go away. But what I can do is appreciate this world. I can appreciate it, and I can offer that appreciation to children. What I can do is pass on my own deep sense of awe about this world we live in. I'm thinking about Marion, that little four-year-old girl she used to be, 
the one who fell in love with the picture book, the child who was transfixed and changed by what she saw in that little book, and how a lifetime later she still, by both force of habit and conscious decision, keeps making her art despite everything we and the generation she writes for are facing. There's a lot to choose from in what we all face. Our burning planet, this current pandemic, the oncoming zombie AI revolution, not to mention all the would-be dictators out there. You know, name your poison. Marian's decision to keep making art in the face of it, the decision of every artist to keep making their art, makes me think of a tiny, perfect poem I first came across last year by a poet named Sean Thomas Doherty about the power of words to hurt and to heal. When I wrote to Sean to ask permission to use his poem, it took him a few days to get back to me, and he apologized for not responding sooner, saying that, I work as a caregiver and med tech, so it's been pretty bonkers here the last month which somehow makes this poem even more perfect. Why Bother by Poet caregiver and med tech, Sean Thomas Doherty. Why bother? Because right now, there is someone out there with a wound in the exact shape of your words. That's it for today's episode, and thank you for listening. If you liked it, please tell a friend and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're so inclined, give us a good rating. Great thanks to Marion Dane Bauer, whose many books for children and young adults can be found everywhere, including her stunning latest picture book, The Stuff of Stars. Original theme music for our show is composed and performed by Dylan Parisi who can be found on Instagram at dylan.field.parisi, P-E-R-E-S-E. Additional piano and instrumental music composed and performed by musician Kelly Krebs, whose contact info can be found in our show notes. Poet Sean Thomas Doherty's beautiful poem, Why Bother?, used with his permission, is from his equally beautiful book, The Second O of Sorrow, published by BOA Editions. Words by Winter is created and hosted by me, writer Allison McGee. Tell me what you're going through, what uncertainties or troubles you're dealing with, maybe in the silence of your own mind and heart. Let me know so that I can go in search of a poem to help you through, to help us all through, the way that poems have been helping me ever since I was a little girl. Sometimes life feels too hard, too intense, just too much. And if that's where you are right now, whoever or wherever you are, reach out. You can send me a voice memo via email at wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com or write me at the same address, which again is wordsbywinterpodcast 
at gmail.com. For, for more info, you can go to alisonmcgee.com and click on the Words by Winter page. Words by Winter, conversations, reflections, and poems about the passages of life, because it is rough out there, and we got to help each other through.